Max, we skipped the nap today to make sure he could sleep so we could do a podcast. He uh, just like comes over and punches me once in a while because he wants to play. Jesus, it's fucking crazy, dude. He gets he oh Jesus Christ, Jack trained him to be such a monster, dude. It's uh, it's not good. Anyways, my name's Jason. And <laughs> my name is Jules. And we do him filmography. I can. Rando, Rando, Random. Is this what we're doing? Add some sound effects. Rando. <laughs> Super out of left field. Look at the end of a run of actors. One of us gets to pick a random movie. Yep. And this time, Jules picked the movie. I did, and I, I mulled this over for quite a bit. Um, like I said, coming off of Gordon, I was locked into the late 70s, early to mid 80s. Mm-hmm. It, it was all I could think about. I thought about doing Streets of Fire. I thought about doing... Xanadu. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. And then I was like, no. I had, I actually had, had never heard of this movie. Which is a wild to me. It just popped up in my Google feed. This is a cult favorite, man. That's what they were saying. Like, the, the one Martin Scorsese movie nobody talks about. It's the only comedy. I mean, I guess aside from Wolf of Wall Street now that he's got on his, on his resume. And I was like, well, I like Griffin Dunn. Yeah. For the most part. Me too. You know, he, a little under sun. I think he was hot in the, I think, basically, American Werewolf in London. I think around that area, he had like a five, six year period. He was kind of hot shit. I mean, he was in the, um, the Madonna flick. Shanghai. the Seeking Susan. Or not. Is it that or who's that girl? Or maybe both. Wouldn't that be great? And there were a number of people in here that I'm like, yeah, I like them. You know, so I was like, well, fuck it. Let's do this. And I tried to surprise you with it. Mm-hmm. You're like, I've seen that. I did. And I did not like it. At all? The first time I saw it. Oh, but you like it now? I fucking loved it. Isn't it good? Yeah. I right. was surprised at first. I was, cause it's like one of those things where you're like, ah, you know, guys having a bad day, but boy, it is unnerving. I think I expected it to be when I first saw it, probably when I was like 17. Uh huh. I guess I thought it was going to be more madcap, silly. Because of Chichi Pong? I guess. Maybe. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the box looks weird. Is he getting his head twisted off? I believe it is It is a twisted it's off. similar to that, the squeeze we just talked about. With, with yes. It's, I think there's like a um, clock. There's, there's, a, there's a couple of different ones. Yeah, so this is the first one. Okay, I haven't seen And that one kind of feels like... A horror movie. Yeah, it looks scary. Almost like American Werewolf in London, yeah. right? Um, and then there's this one. That's He's the one. The, that's the, the box I know from the video store. Yep. And in fact, this one is folded up in this picture, so it must be actually scanned from a poster or something. And he's actually one of the producers. Oh, really? Now that I look. I hope Griffin Dunn's doing, doing well, money-wise. I think he probably is doing just fine. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like Rosanna Arquette. Uh, Linda Fiorentino. Uh, yep. Uh, Cheech and Chong, Terry Gar, who was good, John Hurd, Catherine O'Hara. I mean, like, man, everybody's so fucking hot in this movie. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Fucking yes. I couldn't believe it. I mean, like, Terry Gar. I, man. <laughs> she was giving me real Phoebe vibes. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. Boy, I was like, god damn. Dude, I think I am, we, we, I, we briefly talked about doing an erotica podcast. 
<laughs> and I was like, I think I'm super horny, man. I just like when Terry Gar is just throwing herself at him. I was mm-hmm. just like, this, this is great. I would spend two days with her. That sounds wonderful. I mean, you know what? She can be my new girlfriend. We can try to get her out of the sixties. And Will Patton also pops up in here. And Will That's Patton's the name I was looking for. Um, horse? Is it? Yes. Yeah. Horse? There... horse. It's horse. Horst. Because is he German or? He's not, he doesn't have a German accent. No, he doesn't. But that. They're in the S&M kind of show. I like him. Yeah, no, I've, I've liked Terry Gar. I think she's the wife in Mr. Ma. Okay. If memory serves. Never, you know, looked back at it and thought like, oh yeah, she's good looking. She's like one of those people who you, you just, not to like objectify someone, but some people are just attractive. Yeah. But some people ha- exude more substance. And so I always just look back at her, on her as like a comedic good actor. Mm-hmm. But seeing her in this, I'm like, wow, man, I'm hot for teacher. Terry Gar, Bonnie Hunt, mm-hmm. Madeline Kahn. Good looking, oozing charm, strange sex appeal. And like Linda Fiorentino, she's always been. She's banging. Oh my God. I would eat my own oh, asshole. <laughs> To what? To to talk to her on the phone. Dude, okay. So I've been listening to... Like a landline. You must remember this. And they're doing the erotic 80s. And within the erotic 80s, they... God damn it. Who was the other woman? They did like an in-depth look at... Oh, Sean Young in like her career. The sexism in in Hollywood is, you know, insane. We all knew it was. But to the degree at which they would just squash careers left and right is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Young Jesus. got a fucking rod deal. She's terrible now. She's she's she a manga person now. Yeah, she got yeah. royally fucked. But Linda Fiorentino, who is known for, for being a bit of an asshole, and I I she's her, yeah, she's like a good female Dennis Leary. Sure. I mean, I don't know how difficult she really is because that always seems like that's code for fucking a, a woman who stands up for herself mm-hmm. is a difficult a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Sean Young has been plugging away doing terrible movies nobody's ever seen for the mm. last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And she's still making money being in movies. Linda Fiorentino dropped off the fucking map in like 2004. I don't know if that date is correct. But at a certain point, she just did not do any more. Was her last movie... Are you going to say Dogma? Men in Black. Was that it? No, but she did, Was she in Dogma? did not get asked back for Men in Black 2. She was in Dogma? She was in Dogma and Kevin Smith's... Said she is a bit of a baby. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She drops her keys, and the hockey guys almost. Kept... She's like the main one of the main characters, right? She's Jesus. She's Mary. Got the Lord's child. Yeah, she's, she's Mary. Right. Um, I'm very curious about like her. Like, what is she doing? And it's interesting because she's nude quite often. This is so funny to me. My girlfriend is always on this spot on the couch, and I'm over there. She's watching Real Housewives, and I'm watching whatever the fuck we're watching on TV of the movies. I keep rewinding these naked and sex scenes. Mm-hmm. And you know what it, you know what it is for me? Sad voice. Hey, go find yourself a nice little cowgirl, make nice little cow babies, and leave me alone. She's got that she's smoky. Girl. She's so hot, though. And she's absolutely she's stunning. Voice, but she's, she's flawless. But that voice, I want to get in on that. Garage. Damn it, she is. Listen to her in my heart. And Sean Young, also, doubling back to her. She's, she's a very classically good-looking lady. She is ridiculously pretty. Yeah. So, do these ladies so dirty, dude? These ladies like, should still be around, being in lots of stuff. Absolutely. Just fucking throw them away. Absolutely. They're the hottest so, They do a great job in these movies. Linda Fiorentino, man, I don't remember what movie this was from, but she was she knew how to write Upside Down. 
Oh. And read upside down. So she's like, what is touching a will or something? Okay. Right? Like she murders her husband or something? Is this the the Peter Berg movie? Uh, the Last Seduction. Yes. I tried to watch that. I didn't like it. I was really pumped. I think I think I was probably going to jack off to it. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to rent this movie. Linda Fiorentino's hot. This is her big, like, uh, sexy noir. You know what? I'm leaving I, all this. I couldn't even watch it. I'm leaving all this in. This is endearing. And I like Peter Berg, too. And I was like, I'm not going to watch this. Yeah. Man, we should do Linda Fiorentino. Oh, God. Yeah, we should. Why haven't we thought about... That's the problem. Well, Sean Young's got 20 years of fucking straight trash. Yeah. Bad. So, this movie starts. He's working. He's like a traitor? Or a... See, like, what is he doing? No, no. He's teaching Bronson Pinchot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who, you know, God bless him. I love Mr. Bronson. I like Bronson, too. I find it so interesting. Achmel Foley. Remember that from Beverly Hills Cop? Okay, kind of. I just, I think it's funny that he went from being this actor that was in things that people, mm-hmm. I guess people liked him, right? He had a bit of a vibe, it, but then he exploded as soon as he did Belle. It's weird, yeah, because a lot of people know him because of Belle. Yeah. Which is like wholesome as... Cousin Larry! Get out. Cousin Larry! Don't be ridiculous. But then in like True Romance, yeah, he's getting the head okay, and blow yeah. and shit. I mean, I don't know what that dude's deal is, man, but... He was something else for a little while there. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. It, was he religious or right wing? Is that what killed him? Like what? In general, in real life. I don't think anything killed him. He just stopped or he reached his apex? I don't stopped. think anybody cared after he did Belky. I think he was relegated to TV. That's why he was in the fucking Langoliers. Right. God, fuck that shit. I don't know. We should look into him. I think Bronson Pinchot is actually a pretty cool dude. He was on what the. He's still now, man. He was on the podcast, the the, uh, the King Cast, the Stephen King podcast, talking oh, about the Langoliers. Oh, yeah. He seems like a good dude. Yeah. He's he, so he's you know briefly in this. Yeah. Griffin Dunn is teaching him how to do a computer or something. Yeah. And he doesn't really seem like he is even listening to Bronson when he's telling him whatever about himself personally. Because what I really want to do is uh, I really like to get into publishing. And they work in some sort of a company. The day's over, so he leaves, and then he goes to the diner to eat or whatever, and... Um, He's reading a book. And Rosanna Arquette, what is she in relation to? Patricia? Or I was anything? wondering about that. I Anything? Think she's one of them. Is she? She might not be. Oh, she you know She kind what? of vaguely looks like I her. think she is, like, yeah, the oldest. God, that's so. That's a weird family. Your family, but just Alexis, Patricia, yeah, and David, and David. And that seems right. like a wild card, right? Like he doesn't fit in there, but I guess he does. Is he like the weird little brother? Must be. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't think any of them have kids that are the next generation of our kids. Well, I haven't heard it. Well, Alexis is dead. Yeah, David and Courtney broke up. Right, yeah. I think that broke him a little bit. Yeah, Patricia, maybe. So you don't see you don't see Roseanne anymore. So she. Approaches Griffin Dunn. To talk about his book. His book, right. Because he's reading um, Tropic of Cancer. Is he reading Cancer? Who's good? Yeah, one of the guy's books. Yeah. This is not a book. This is a prolonged insult. A gava spit in the face of art. A kick in the pants, the truth, beauty, God. <laughs> Something like that. And, like, the, the guy working there, he's, like, practicing dancing. I know, and they're like, what's up with this weirdo? And it's like, are you for real? He's obviously practicing ballet moves. Yeah. I mean, like, that's very obvious. Right. Practicing his form while he's got nothing to do. Are those characters from that game? Among Us? Yeah. Yep, Jack Rowling all the time, yeah. Oh, interesting. There's some room over there. Yeah, the thing. It's the the movie The Thing. Right. Video game, yeah. So, I mean, she's, like, not 
hitting on him? No, it's it's more of an honest moment. She's mentioning like people, paperweight artist, right? Yeah, I live with this paperweight artist. It's a throwaway line. Hey, if you want it, you can come by. Yeah, and she's like, "Here's my number," and uh, it's it's at a time when he then has to get a pen and write it down. Yeah, but it's also at a time where your brain is clearer, so you could retain a phone number for longer than four seconds. Yeah. So that you could write it down. And then he goes home and he's kind of thinking about her. So he calls. It's later. It's late as shit. It's after an hour. We're old, man. We're old. (laughs) Late. I mean, it's late to just call somebody that you just met to set up a hangout, a chill. Mm -hmm. So the, I I think it's Linda Fiorentino that answers the phone. Is it right? And she's like, hey, I'm, he's like, I am calling for whatever her name is. I forget. You mean Marcy? Um, Is she around? And, And she's like, yeah, hang on. Marcy is Rosanna Arquette's character's name. Who actually she was giving me real strong Adrian Shelley vibes in this. Sure. That's who I'm thinking of. I got I got my notes. Okay. And Griffin Dunn's character's name is Paul Hackett. And in my notes, I have super unibrow. Yeah, dude. Unashamedly unibrow. Uh, yeah, he didn't give a fuck. Dude, it's it's an odd uh it's bad. No. So she gets on the phone and he's like, Hey, it's uh the guy from earlier. I was thinking about that paperweight. I think I should come get one of those paperweights. She's like, yeah, I think you should. Uh-huh. Man, you could not do after hours now. No. It doesn't work. It doesn't. It's very I mean, specifically of its time. It very much is. Yeah. I mean, it could have existed any time in the 40 years prior to this movie. But it, as soon as the year 2000 comes around, there's too many solutions to everything that happens to him. Also, it kind of feels like it's, it's, it's probably a decade or two removed from this, but it feels almost like Summer of Sam kind of a vibe once the mob starts to form because everybody's on the lookout for the yeah. the house robber or whatever. What do you mean? The movie Summer of Sam or the the, 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 the Son of Sam murders? The heightened sense of suspicion that it was producing in the city at the time. Okay, because I, I mean, I would think the Berkowitz murders Probably within five years of this movie coming out. You think so? When is this movie from? I forget. It's I think it came out in eighty five. For some reason I'm thinking it's the fucking nineties, but there's no way. No. And I eighty five. Yeah. And, yeah right. And and or Sam Brody's a, a, a Adam Adrian? Adrian Brody. He's got like a punk rock thing he's doing, mm-hmm. which tells me it's in the maybe seventies. Gotta be yeah, late, very late seventies, early eighties, yeah. Nineteen seventy six. So there's some of that. Mm-hmm. going on too but so she's like yeah well come on come on by and he's like oh okay and so i mean everything could be solved by an atm card oh yeah and i think possibly there were atms atms might be a couple of years later because w- when does american psycho happen american psycho he beats a cat to the atm the Reagan. but i think it might be the later 80s could be it might be a few years past a few years after this because all he needs is a fucking ATM card. And his life is fine. Yeah, it's there's things that occur that when they occur, they're definitely a, a, a roadblock or a hurdle. But on either side of it could theoretically be attempted again. Like when he jumps the turnstile. There is a police officer right there. Yeah. <laughs> but That's like the one time somebody gets caught jumping a turnstile. You could just go to a different stop and try it again. Because he doesn't have his wallet, right? He leaves the house. He started the journey with only $20, right? Which is funny, yeah, because he's taking a cab. He says he'll be there in 45 minutes. He should have a checkbook. So he's taking a cab a couple miles. 
Say be there in 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. It's already, yeah, he'd be there at midnight. Well, I guess that... So this is when the comedy kicks in, in my opinion. Because their their meeting is really nice. Like, you you feel it. Yeah. They meet. You're like, oh... In the restaurant? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you feel a little bit of electricity. Mm-hmm. They seem like they should spend more time together. She seems like she's intelligent. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily seem like a sleaze. Mm. I like it. But the comedy kicks in when he gets in that cab. And they start... He starts racing around town, and Griffin Dunn is bouncing around that back seat as they with no seatbelt on. He's got a handle he holds on to. So that's what I'm thinking. Like, if he says he's going to take about 45 minutes to get there, I mean, we're looking at a decent journey. Yeah. Which is why I'm assuming he doesn't just walk home, right? But he goes, uh, I only got a 20. Can you break it? Right. I think the meter starts at like 10 cents or yeah. something quaint. So, yeah, the guy's just rip-roaring. Like, he's going to pick up a guy who's about to go down on a lady from an art museum or something. I shouldn't have been so rude. Thank you for picking up. And Griffin Dunn's just fucking flying. And I guess this is what they did back then. He put the money in a tray. Because they have a divider so you don't attack the cabbie, right? Right. Hey, hey, Griffin Dunn, you fucking moron. Hang on to that money. The windows are down in the middle of your journey. Speed. guy's driving like a moron. He puts that 20 in the, in the little tray container, and it gets caught in the wind and goes right out the window. Excuse me, I just... Oh, my God. Like, hey, show him you have the money, but then you put it back in your pocket. He gets to where he's going, and he says, hey, man. He punches the guy. He's like, the, 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 money, the money went out the window. I tried to tell you, uh, but, you, you know, and it, then the you know, guy's... Yeah, sticks up. Yeah, I thought what he was about to do was take off turn around, and then try to run him over. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. It'd be more of a confrontation. I did, too. We gotta, like, fight him and make him give him the money, but he's just like, nope, moving on. Uh, and it does pay off later on, which is nice. Spoilers. Hey. Then he gets to the building, because she tells him the name Franklin, I think, is on the buzzer, even though it's not her name, and it's not uh, Linda's character's name. Mm-hmm. So he buzzes, and Linda Fiorentino's like, hey, I'm gonna throw the keys down. And they do this twice, where she throws the keys down, and they really focus on the keys. And then he steps back, and they fall on the ground. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting maybe them to go in the gutter or something. The keys break, maybe. That's they don't. Several story drop. Ton of fucking keys. Yeah, why so many keys? Apparently, he gets it the first try. She's an artist. Because <laughs> like, why does she have all those keys? And unlocks the door. What does she need the extra keys for? You have a house key and maybe a mail key. Maybe. She doesn't work at a, a restaurant and uh, a business and doesn't have three cars. She's not a school janitor. You're the peak, and this is crazy. She's not fucking Bill Grossman? You know? You know what I'm doing? That has a lot of keys? Yeah, because he burns his thigh with the keys. Oh! From, um... Breaking no the limits? limits? No limits. It's without limits. Without limits. <laughs> so, she drops the keys... He magically finds the right one, unlocks the door, and he goes upstairs. And he just kind of walks into this loft. He finds Linda Fiorentino. I think she's just wearing a bra and a, a, a pencil skirt. And she is working on her uh, paper mache art, which it's a person-sized paper mache sculpture. And he's like, well, where's Marcy? And she's like, oh, she had to leave. I think she went to go see some guy. And and he's kind of like, oh, okay. And so she's like, well, just have a seat. She'll be back soon or whatever. So she's doing her 
papier mâché. Papier? Papier. Papier mâché. Of like a life-size figure. The screaming man. And she's like, well, hey, why don't you do this? I'm going to sit down or take a break or whatever. He's like, I don't know how to. She's like, just dip it in there and put it on there. It's not a big deal. So he's like, okay. And he keeps doing it. I wouldn't want to do that. I feel like I'd get in trouble. Like is I'd this fuck it up and this would be the first incident. Well, things are going horribly. I don't, is there a deadline? Like, why do you, if you want to take a break, take a break. Yeah. You know, is this where he notices the 20? No, I, I feel like that's when he's leaving. So she chills. Does she reveal her breasts at this point? I feel like. No. She goes to get him a shirt because he's got plaster of Paris all over his shirt. But is she naked? I have no idea. I don't I, either. I don't recall. It it's, should be seared into my memory. So he puts on a, a black shirt and to replace his white shirt. Yeah. Um, which is a sign. I don't know. That he's. Who knows? Don Bayad? Maybe. And then she's like, man, my neck's killing me. He's like, well, do you want a massage? And she's like, yes. And, he, and he's like, I'm not very good at it or whatever. Just make it hurt and you're on the right track. I know. Why are you going to offer Linda fucking Fiorentino a massage? If you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Because you want to touch her. I mean, Obviously. Also offer and her I want to say that she lowers her bra straps at this point so he can get in there. And then she passes out. He tells her a story. He's so boring. She's like, oh, you don't have any scars. He's like, well, okay. And she's like, you'd be surprised how many people are horribly scarred. It's all building towards all over their body. A great misunderstanding. So Linda passes out on the couch, and it's weird because then Mark, he, I think he's like, yeah, I'm going to leave, right? Yeah. And and then I think he notices the 20. So then he gets up to leave, and then he's going down the stairs, but Marcy's coming up. And so he's like, oh, God. And he runs upstairs and pretends like he's hanging out. With passed out. With passed out. Yeah. So she's like, well, let's go hang out in my bedroom. And Mar- yeah, Marcy's kind of like, this is a little weird, but eh, all right. I'm a little weird. I kind of like you. And they're hanging out, and it's unnerving and yeah. spooky. She's weird. She's very weird. She is playing a crazy person. He has, he has gone home with a crazy person. Right. Because everything she says kind of, is it contradicting itself? Or yeah. like, it keeps jumping around like a little bit of a mental illness like i wrote on here oh god she's psychotic (laughs) and i think she even says like i'm gonna go take a shower or something yeah and she gives him like a wink and it fucking like zooms in on her it's it's a very martin scorsese moment it took me like about two minutes of rosanna arquette talking before i was like oh wait i get this she's a crazy lady this is when griffin dunn is having like the conversation with her right Mm -hmm. and he's not really sure She's like, doesn't she like hint at having a boyfriend? She does a couple different things that throw him off the trail. She says hooking up. The loft belongs to her ex-husband. Yeah. I think. She divulges this at this point. But at one point, he like looks at his watch. Yeah. And you can see him do the mental math of whether or not it is worth it to keep trying to sleep with her or to just go home. Yeah, because when she leaves the room, there's a phone call, and he answers it, and it's a man. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he asks her a little bit about that, and she's a little cagey. He finds her cream for burns. Yes. And then the book, that's just, and he's just like, he's mortified. Oh, God. God." (laughs) Right? Like, when he sees the pictures of how to, like, treat or heal from burns or some shit. And at some point, there's some people fucking in the apartment, like, across the window. And she, oh, she mentions that she was raped in this room. 
Right? That's one of the things that's like, oh, she's crazy. And then she explains the rape a little bit more. And you're like, what? This, this story doesn't even make sense. And then he's like, oh, you mentioned pot. You want to smoke? You have a joint? And she's like, oh, this is Dominican weed or something. And he's like, this is dirt. Are you sure? This is when he starts being mean to her, right? A little bit. Because he fact, wants to get out of there. He he blows up. It was a six-hour rape, by the way. And she says she slept through most of it. Uh, and I wrote, I would definitely be out the door. And then I wrote, why is he still trying to get in on that? And then I wrote, well, this feels like a horror movie. He explodes at one point where he's just had enough. Where he's like... Where are those plaster Paris paperweights anyway? They're important papers flying rampant around my apartment because I don't have anything to hold them down with. Yeah. Right? <laughs> this is all bamboozled. He just gets the fuck out of there. Yeah. Right? Is she in the shower at this point? That's when he runs, right? She's yeah. not in the room and he just fails. And then maybe when he notices the 20, which I would have taken. You know what? It, it, initially, I'm with Griffin. I, yeah. I I like him. I feel like he's a nice guy. I think maybe yeah. he's going there to fuck her. I mean, that's what I came down here for in the first place. But maybe he wants a girlfriend. Well, that's not entirely true. I came to see you. Like, he's like, she's cool. But then he starts snaking out on her, dude. When he starts being mean because he wants to leave. Yeah. Instead of just being like, I'm going to go. I don't feel good about this. It's like, I'm going to be mean to you so you don't like me so I can go. Right, because he's just a... I mean, we don't know what he does or what he what he's like. You're slowly realizing he's out for himself, which is mm-hmm. fair. We all need to be. And if he's a, a stockbroker or whatever, that which makes sense. I don't sense. think he likes. He's no, not into it. No, yeah. He's not a He's money. drifting internally. So he bails. Oh, and she's got the claw marks on her legs like a, a werewolf got her. Remember when she, like... You see, this, you see this weird scratch marks? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, and I wrote in my, in, the, in my notes that, oh, yeah, it's like 3 a.m. in New York in 1985. Of course he's not going to walk home. So then it starts raining. He tries to run back, but he can't get in. Keep on knocking, but you can't come in. Or does he just go right to the bar? I think he just goes right back, right to the bar. Does he try to go to the subway first to get home? I think he doesn't go yeah. to the bar until he realizes he doesn't have money. It's to get pouring. Home. He goes to the subway, and the guy's like, Oh, it's gonna be a dollar ten or whatever. And he's like, What? It's like, yeah, the price went up at midnight. Well, I didn't I didn't know that. What are you what are you talking about? Just give me the fucking token, man. Come on, I wanna go home. And he's like, Rules are rules, man. And he's like, Who's gonna know? He's like, I would know. And I don't wanna lose my job. So he's like, oh, you know what? Fine. And he jumps the turnstile. And the cop is right there. Right there. And he's like, What are you doing? And he's like, you know, man, I've never done this. Probably better to just go to jail at this point. Wouldn't it? I mean, and honestly, He's white. He's wearing a suit. It'd just be like, look, man, I, I, I mugged, um, you know, and they probably would have just been like, fine. Maybe not in this movie, but. Comedy of nightmares. So he runs away and he goes to a neighborhood bar. John Hurd's working as the bartender. He doesn't talk to him right away, though. He talks to Terry Gar, who immediately starts uh, telling him about her life, right? He sits down. Yeah. And she comes over just like, hey, or whatever. And he's like, look, can I just sit here? And smoke. She's like, sure. And I think she writes him, uh, writes a note and shows it to him, like, I'm so bored or something. I hate my job. It's something like that. Yeah. You can quit, something like that. He doesn't have a lighter. So he gets up and just goes over to the cigarette machine and grabs Book of Match. That's just sitting there. That's what they have. There. I guess that's what they do. Yeah. Because if you buy a pack of cigarettes, you're going to need some matches. But you don't want to take them. You leave them there. Right? I mean, why doesn't anybody just walk away with them? Well, they do. So then I just keep refilling it with, yeah. I don't know. I don't, you're a smoker. I'm not. Well, I, I don't live in the age of cigarette machines, though. Yeah. It's not really a thing. But you were smoking back then, right? 85? In 85? That was three? 
<laughs> yeah. So he's, he's smoking. John Hurt's like, not about it. Is this then where he does the keys? He goes, I don't think right away. He talks to John Hurt. Yeah. Gregor keeps trying to engage with him. And then he just goes back to the apartment. I think he goes back to the apartment and That's discovers her. Well, he did. He, we get there. She's she throws the keys down where she's gagged. Yeah. And, and he gets in. You think she's been robbed? Yes. The statue's gone. Nope. Did he see Cheech and Chong with the TV? They're putting the TV in the thing and the, yeah, and the statue coming out of there. and they drop the TV and. Does that happen maybe after he maybe. leaves, I think? Because I think initially she just throws the keys. and then You'd think I would have made a note. Uh, I don't know. But I think I was actually too engrossed to really. So, tits out. She's, she's tied, tied up. And she's not tied to the post. It seems like she is. But she got the keys to him, so she's not trapped. Yeah, and he's like, oh, God. what? Horse isn't there now. He is. Is he? He's wearing his um. Does he, does he show up after they talk for a little bit and he realizes she's not yeah, he's tied like, up? What do, you, what do you mean you're not in danger? I just saw two guys walking out with your TV. Oh, she goes, oh it, Pepe and Paco? I don't know. I can't remember their names. It was Neil and Pepe. They're friends of mine. They bought that. What but, are you talking about? But then Horst, they shame Griffin. He comes out, and it, and it seems almost sexually violent. Like, it's his business. I don't know if it's... Do you find it sexually violent? I feel like I'm expecting him to be aggressive. And maybe threaten. It is. It is. It's aggressive. I don't find it sexually so, but I, I, he is, he's aggressive and intimidating because he's very direct about how you've violated something. Well, and he's, he's wearing like a parent. leather BDSM. Yes. Gear. The combination of basically he's a parent. Yeah. You did our girl wrong. She's crying. You know, you need to go apologize. He looks good, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's pretty hot. Fucking hey, man. Yeah. This. Because this would predate everything we've seen. Yeah, we've just seen this journey. He's like uh, ten years later. He would be in thirteen years later. He'd be in Benting the Abbots. Abbots. He's always like a dad whenever I've seen him. But right now, you're getting early twenties, Patton. Yeah, Will Patton. Yeah, man, he is. It's hard to tell if Griffin Dunn is sincere or if he's just like. I just think he's been cornered. Right. Yeah. He just wants. He's just bullshitting outside her room. He just wants to go home, bro. He doesn't give a fuck. Exactly. So he's like, I'm going to at least do it. So he goes in and she's in bed and he's, you know, he's saying all the right things. He's just not behind it. Yeah. And then he's like, Marcy? Mar- yeah. Marcy? Mar- Marcy? Huh. I see you've been Jesus' son. Yeah. You are dead. You are dead now because she took pills. Unbelievable. Very much so. And we see the name on the pill bottle, I think. Even. Is it Marcy? No. It's a man's name. Thomas. Sure. So she's dead. She's fucking dead. So does he investigate her body looking for burns? Yeah. So he, I think he, does he call for help to the them and he goes out and they're gone and there's yeah. a note that says, hey, we went to this club. Join us. Sloppy Pablo's. Club Berlin. So yeah, he goes back and he pulls a sheet. Looking for burns. Pulls looking sheet. for the claw mark on the leg and burn. So he calls a paramedic. This girl's OD'd. I think so. And then he, Handwrites and posts notes uh, with arrows saying dead, dead body. body. And he leaves, um, but he has the foresight to prop the door open downstairs. And then he goes back to the bar. Yes. Right? And then he's like, I need a drink. They're gone. She's dead. He's yep. directed them to where the body's supposed to be. 
Does he... At some point, he ran into Cheech and Chong, chased him off, they dropped the TV. Before he was back. Yeah. She's tied up and he thinks that it's clearly they, that they robbed her. Oh, so now he's There's back mentions of robberies. Loosely in the beginning. It, it escalates as the movie goes on. Oh, so. yeah, they have been talking. Yeah. So he's back in the bar. He's with John Hurd. And he's... Who I, looks good himself. He looks great. He's dead. I've never... Yeah, unfortunately. He was a dad in Home, home Alone. Yep. I've never thought of him as anything other than just some guy. Yeah. But in this, I'm like, damn, he's got like a lumberjack thing going on. Fucking put him on the list, too. I'd love to live the He'd life of John Hurd. He'd be interesting, wouldn't he? Maybe. Maybe. We'd have to look at the IMDb. We would. So um, Griffin Dunn drops like... My night is terrible. Things are awful. Right, he's I can't like, even believe I'm, it. I I'm just want to go home. And he's like, I'll pour you a drink, bro. And he's like, I, I'm broke, man. He's like, don't worry about it, man. I'll give you the train fare. I just got to open up this cash register. Yeah. Me. Right. And Terry Gar is still there. and So he can't get the cash register open. And he's smashing it and getting crazy. Yep. I think he's even got like a skull ring. No, that's the keychain. Yeah. So he's like, I don't know. I'm The key's in my apartment. You know, I can't leave here. And Griffin Dunn's like, look, you don't know me from Adam. You ever hear that phrase? Yep. Uh, that's the first time I've ever used that. Why can't Terry Gar go to the apartment? Or why can't he go while Terry Gar, she works there? Yeah. There's nobody around. He lives around the corner, right? It's like a, a gay couple at the bar. Which I, I like them. I yeah. like that they didn't, uh, there's not an attitude placed on those two, really. No. They're they're in their, their leather daddy outfits. They are. That's fine. Right. Well, because they what we they saw say? Linda. Oh, because after he finds out his girlfriend's dead, John Hurd finds out his girlfriend's dead. Right. Then is that now? Like, Griffin Dunn's like, I think it's I don't know, but the leather daddies are like. Can you say, after all, it wasn't your fault? God, I feel like he goes to the apartment first, and then when he comes back, it's but it's locked up at that point. Right, but then he comes back, and he because he's like, oh, I thought you were gone, man. I thought you ripped me off. Where'd you go? So he goes to the apartment. He's like, I'll go to the apartment for you. God. He's like, would you? He even tells him like how to disable. He leaves him his keys. Security. In a a sign of solidarity that I will not rob you. And so he goes to the apartment and it's fairly uh, straightforward. Keys are exactly where he said they'd be. Mm -hmm. What does Griffin Dunn do though? He pees. He's got to pee. And what happens? Our nightmare sequence. So he's got the blue toilet water. No, you're not supposed to do that because it uh, eats away at the the rubber. It makes the rubber hard. Sure. And the stoppers in your tank. Sure. You probably also shouldn't be flushing that. Blue stuff? Oh, to go into the the ocean and whatnot? Yeah. Just so it doesn't smell bad? This guy. So he pees and then, then flushes and it just overflows. So he closes the lid. I can't believe he just fucking takes off. And leaves. You, you know what you do? Turn, turn off the water. Yeah, right, right. there. There's, There's going to be a little right bit of a mess, but... Turn off the emergency stop. Yep. No, he just closes the lid. Leaves. And leaves. Like, Goes downstairs. Not my problem. The the gay couple. They're another coming. gay couple yep. is like, who are you? Right. You don't live here. God, we should be doing, stop. We should, be, should we do the voices? But they're doing, that's their voices. Yeah, and I did like the black voice for bunk and you can sleepers. You you get to do, isn't that a rule though? For yes. To do black well, voices? Voices because that's what they sound like. You know what? Fuck it. Well, I wonder if this is our local friendly burglar. Did you get what you wanted, or did we get back too soon and spoil your fun? And he's like, no, 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 no. Is his name John? Whatever his name is. I, I just came for his... Here's his keys. All right, sorry. There have been about eight break-ins in this neighborhood just this last week. I mean, he's obviously not the robber. He doesn't have anything. Well, and he's wearing, like, a terry cloth suit. Yeah. You know, he's robbing people in a terry cloth fucking suit. Right? Done. Probably. 
So oh, Dean's buying me a coke. He skedaddles back to the bar. Oh, he's accomplished his mission. He did. He did accomplish his mission. It wasn't impossible. Nope. You know, there was a death, but it's salvageable. And he, I mean, he's 100% responsible for that death. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know how That's bad the, you should feel. He just wanted to get away. That's the thing with this movie, man, is it's really hard to get past that. We're back at John Hurd. John Hurd gives him a drink. He's and like, he comes back. And then? He's like, I got your keys. Like, man, I thought you, where were you? And he's like, ah, it's a thing. And, and then he gets a phone call. And he's destroyed because yep. his girlfriend's dead. Committed suicide. Uh-oh. Who's bad? Oh, no. Oh, man. No match. Can't find Marcy's dead. Oh no, Marcy. Same thing. Yeah, John Hurt's distraught. Yep. We skipped over Terry Terry Gar though. He goes to Terry Gar's apartment when the bar is locked. That's what happens. And this is a fucking a wacky land. That's what happened. Yeah. So I'm I'm all for this place until you see the mouse traps. What is the deal with it? Because one goes off. It's California. Or, it's, it's, it's New York. Yeah, they got yeah. all the rats in California. Yeah, because all the pineapple on their pizza. Yep. And, and I get it. Because there is a trap that goes off. Yeah. It scares them a little bit. It's gross. But her bed is semicircle ringed with armed mouse traps. Yeah. Like they come over there. Like yeah. So, yeah. So, sorry. Like yep. fruit. So, he's banging on the door and she's outside. Because she quit. Because she quit. Because of him. I love this shit. So she's like, well, just come to my... I live right across the street. Come to my apartment. And we'll just hang out until he gets back. No big deal. So they go up to her apartment. And and she's got like a real 60s mod thing. Well, that's her whole thing. Yeah. Everybody makes fun of her. She's got a bouffant. Because it's 1985 and she's locked in so she, like 68, 65. She grew up. She was a child of the 60s. Yeah. And it's... What she identifies with. So, like, when she was 18, that's mm-hmm. what she was into. Mm-hmm. Now she's, I, that's not quite, she's no, not like, she's got to be like 23. No. Nah. You think older? I think a little bit older. I would say maybe not 30. 41. But it could be late 20s. I already said 41. Yeah, okay. She was born in, oh, yeah, she was born in 1944. For real? Yeah. She's alive still. She's 77. 41? Oh, wow. So, yeah, her 20s and she's in her 40s. Isn't that insane? Wow. When was she popular? Now? Yeah. Was she ever on SNL? I don't. She, I mean, fire up the IMDb. Yeah, whatever. So, is this is this why we're supposed to be disgusted with her and not find her to judge her? Yes. Because she's, she's 40? Yeah. I think she's hot. I thought I, I I she was like 23 in this movie. I mean, maybe, you know. I'm just going to eat. I wrap it. I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna like you wouldn't believe. I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I'm gonna watch you guys. Leave this in here. You please watch us while I, while I let. It'd be the standing she, ovation. She deserves a good time. People are not nice to her. I would. Jason and Jules. We seriously. She's a little kooky. She's not. She's just a little. She's alone. She's lonely. She's she's lonely and she's locked into the 60s and it's the 80s. I would have proposed to her right then and then. <laughs> I just, listen, Terry Gar, I just want to cook for you. You can play your bad music. You know what? I want to cook for you. Because she puts on a record. Yeah. And it's like, like Donovan from the 60s ish kind of shit. He loses his shit. Goes off. Yeah. And I think she's like, you know what? I think I put on the wrong record. Is that better? Chelsea morning. <laughs> he 
is being a bit of a dick. And she calls him on it. She does. And he sees the bars open. So he's like, I got to go. And she starts to weep. And uh, he's like, I just got to go get my keys. But I will be back. He doesn't come back. He doesn't. Something comes up. Yeah. Right? Because he, I'm a little fuzzy now on what happens between John Hurd getting the bad news and him leaving and why he does. Does he get his keys from John Hurd? I feel like he never actually gets. I don't think keys. he does. I think he gives him his keys. That's why he goes to his work at the. And end. he's like, I didn't think you're coming back. And and then the phone call, and he he leaves the bar keyless. Yes. Does he see Cheech and Chong again? I mean, he sees. And he like- runs up like, I want to apologize, right? Because he's like, Oh, sorry, guy, I didn't know. And they're like, Oh, fuck, man, and they run away. Yeah. Again. <laughs> they are used appropriately in this movie. They are. It's a little unfortunate that they're the only minorities in this movie. And they're criminals. But yeah. They drop the statue. Yeah. Right? And he takes the 20, I think. And he brings this. Does he bring the statue back? I think he brought the statue back a long time ago. That was early. I don't know. Because of the. the, Whatever. So at this point, does he meet Catherine Keener? Catherine O'Hare. Oh, Jesus Christ. Catherine Keener. The mom from Home Alone. But also. John Hurt. Reunite. This is where they met. And fell in love and had Kevin McAllister. But he's as much of a cock mm-hmm. to Catherine as he is to Terry Garr. He goes back to John's John Hurd's apartment, right? Because those guys confront him again. And after there was a, a robbery, they're talking to a guy. And he's like... Is he going there to see John Hurd to get his keys? Did John Hurd say he left his keys at his apartment when he went back? I don't remember. I forget why that happened. He, this, he goes back there. This is why the sea of people come out. This is why he runs out and runs into Catherine O'Hare. Is he trying to get into the cab again? He runs up to that cab. He's like, 20. ah. And the guy just snatches it and drives off. And now he runs into Catherine O'Hare. What sex is that cab ever fucked him over? Yeah, you should have given him his change. I took five for a tip. Sure, but just stealing it's rude. It like, is. clearly the earlier thing was a mistake because he ran him the 20. And he says, Oh, this is great. Look, I got the money back. Look at that. Isn't that great? Now you can take me uptown. He's excited to pay him. Yes. That's take me home. I mean, it, you know, probably would have only been a $4 trip. As someone who's never been to New York, it just seems like they're so New York jaded. Aren't they nice there? I mean, isn't that what they say? So Catherine O'Hara, who's looking good also, It's like, well, come to my apartment. Because he, I think he got fucked up from the cab, like a, a cut or something. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'll... His know. arm, right? Yeah. He is like, you know what? I'm going to call a friend of mine. I forgot about this. Fuck it. I'm already angry. As soon as you reminded me of the you know, I'm angry. Everything up to this point has worked. This really pissed me off. So he calls the operator and he's like, what's the number to my friend? And she gives it to him. Then he goes to dial it and she just starts saying numbers. Yeah. She's such an asshole. Two or three times this happens? Bro, I forgot about this. I just remembered him being a dick to her. And I don't get why. She thinks it's funny. She's being silly. She she thinks romantic happenings. He thinks, my God, I just want to go home. It's four in the morning. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Eventually, she's like, I'll just give you a ride. Uh, I have an ice cream truck. And he blows up on her and she's like, I don't think so. Yeah. And, And then not only that, she pulls out a rape whistle. Because now there's been a, a confluence of events where... People looking for the robbers. Who are the Cheech gay and Chong, y'all? Cheech and Chong are the ones yeah. robbing everybody. The couple from the building, they've started rounding up a posse from the building. It's like 20 people. People are they have, like, lanterns. They've already made sketches that they've been hanging. 
Oh, Terry Gar. Terry Gar. Terry Gar is mad at Griffin Dunn yep. for being a dick. And so she's just posting up. And he, I think he tries to call to her at one point. Because he's he her away. taping it. Yeah. And, and, and they don't reveal immediately what the posters and, uh, have on. And then you see him. Um, the robber. This guy, yeah, this guy's the robber. It's Griffin Dunn. Because she's a sketch artist. Mm-hmm. Or something. She's an artist, yeah. She, an artist. Yeah. She's not a sketch artist. She draws rats trapped in traps. She draws my erection. <laughs> so she calls the right whistle. Yep. Jumps in her ice cream truck and fires it up. Yep. And he starts making a mad dash. Same. I don't know what's going on. It's a mob of people chasing him. And it's getting a little... They're using like a carpenter score. Yeah. It feels like the Warriors. Isn't there people coming out of the fog, kind of? I mean, it. yeah. It's scary. Coming out of sewer manhole covers and shit. You're worried about it. And I think it's at this point where he actually then sees the picture. Yeah. That, oh, shit. Right? And he goes into the diner. And uh, the guy there is like, hey, what do you want? It's like, um, can I just hang out here for a little bit? And he's like, paying customers only. Are you sure? Isn't this the point where he gets the food that he ordered hours ago? When did he go there? The, this seems like this would be the, the last Did he go there while he's waiting for the bar? Maybe. At some point, he yeah, he orders a hamburger and coffee and and leaves, sneaks out. Because he's like, only customers can use the phone or the bathroom, something? Maybe it's the bathroom. And, and he, he leaves. So now he's back. Yeah, and the guy's like, here's your food, which I like. Something happens. Doesn't think he come in there and talk to him with all the craziness outside? Yeah. So something terrible happened. Oh, oh. So while he's running around, he runs on a fire escape and he just looks over and he sees a older couple fighting mm-hmm. domestic yelling. She pulls out a gun and shoots him, kills her husband. Right. And, and Griffin Dunn, he goes, I'll probably get blamed for that. <laughs> and, he, and he keeps running and he runs in to John Hurd at the diner outside the diner. And he goes in and he's like, Oh man. Yeah. Just hang in there for a second. I'll talk to these people mob of people because he still doesn't know about marcy and he runs into Catherine o'hara outside and she's explaining it and and Crip Crip and dunn looks out the window and john Hurd turns and he goes does Catherine keener like clue him in to the missing piece for john Hurd that he was trying to fuck marcy and he's responsible for marcy dying no because Catherine keener isn't in this movie oh god damn right this is yeah. hey you did okay Catherine i don't know Hurd. does she know is that that must be what happens? It has to be. It's a great movie. I would love. Yeah, I see why uh, Martin Scorsese was attracted to it. Who wrote this thing? It was a it was a, a couple of different people, I believe. It's on the movie poster, so I can pull this up real quick here. Written by Joseph Minion. Oh, just Joseph Minion. Yeah, the guy who made the Minions. Yeah, grew. Do that. That first Minions movie is pretty. Crazy. I haven't seen any of those. Oh yeah. I don't watch uh, American animation. Oh, shit. The Despicable Me 3, me, Despicable Me 3 is pretty funny, too. Oh, interesting. He is somehow involved in a 1990 movie, 99 movie called On the Run with those guys from Sopranos. Moltisanti and who? You, know, you see those guys? John Ventimiglia. Artie Bucco. Artie Bucco. And the other guy. What the fuck is Michael? What? Michael. Christopher. Yeah, Michael. Moltisanti. Michael. Movie suck. Michael Imperioli. Imperioli. Oh, never heard of it. That the movie sucks. 1999. So Sopranos is already on or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
Then he's going to fucking split from that diner. We're very very close to the end here. Yeah, so he is making a mad dash. Back to the club that he tried to see Horst in earlier with Florentino, which he got dragged out of. Love Berlin. Because he's basically running around a four-block area. Yeah, he's running around Soho. Or Dumbo. Does it have a weird name? It's not Soho? Well, it's either Soho or or maybe Dumbo. Do they really say the Dumbo thing? Yeah, because it's down under the... Manhattan Borough Bridge or some shit. Wow, I don't know. I've don't heard know. I've heard quite a different. They're so stupid over these neighborhoods, man. But 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 now he's back and it's empty. That's right. The only other minority in this movie is the bartender yeah. who's Asian. And he's like, "Man, we're closing up." He's like, "Well, what about her?" He's like, "Well, she's always here." He can't talk to her. And he looks like shit at this point. Yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. Oh God. No, no, no. Oh, God, the, the fucking finish line is right there in Jules. Because at some point, he he meets a man who agrees to take him back to his apartment. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, I just want to sleep. I guess. I and forgot about this. Because I remember that now because my notes, the guy goes. There's certain things that I, you know, I, I, I will not do. I'm telling you in advance. <laughs> and he's just like, I just want to sleep. And so he just starts flying off the handle. I met this girl tonight, okay, in a coffee shop. She gave me her phone number. On the cab on the way down here, all my money flew out the window. It didn't really work out, so I left. I tried to take a subway tonight, but the fare went up. So Did you know I haven't got enough money to get home until I meet this bartender to Rudy. give me the money. But, I mean, they'd actually purchase this piece of work here, you know? I didn't know that. I didn't know anything about it. No, she's also pissed off at me, and for this, I don't blame her at all. For the way I treated her friend, and it was inexcusable, so I marched right in there. She'd already killed herself. I was too late. So I remember that. And he was just about to give me the money when all of a sudden his phone rang. His girlfriend killed herself tonight. Huh? Is that a coincidence? No, because the same girl who I came downtown to see was dead too. That's because they're the same person. They both leave that. Now, he didn't know that I knew that I came down to, you know, his girlfriend, because, I mean, he would have he taken my face and he would have smashed it. Luckily, there was this girl who was there who witnessed the whole thing who let me use her phone. Really nice about it, too. Let me use the phone. That was it. Just pick use it. Up, pick it, it up and down. put it down. Pick it up So and put now it down. she's the one in the Mr. Softy ice cream truck who's trying to kill me. They're all trying to kill me. The guy's just sitting there bored out of his fucking mind. He's yawning, I think. Even. He was excited for a same-sex experience. He thought, yeah. That's not happening. Right. He, he thought he was hitting the jackpot. But that's not the case. Maybe he just walked up to him and said, take me home. He's like, Okay. He reminds me of the demure guy from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Kip. Interesting. Because he's just like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> right. So then he goes back to the bar, and it's June is the woman's name. And he looks like shit at this point. His suit is rumpled, crumpled, and dirty. He looks like he's been through the ringer. And bro, can I get real with you once again? Please do. I think I'm. I think I'm too horny because... Once again, they show June, mm-hmm. and June is what forty-five. Mm, yeah, and I say June looks great. You know what I mean? I want to have a great time with June. I want to show June a good time. Let me let me appreciate you, June. Yeah. Everybody that comes into this bar ignores you. Yep. I say you're great. And I so I think Griffin Dunn even even puts on the song on the jukebox. He like tries to seduce her and it's does himself kind of out. Gross, like a homeless man trying to get bed for. It is, and she goes, "Why? Are, why are you talking to me?" And I forget what he says, but so then people start banging on the doors because the mob found it. I forget what he says. Well, but... I think they basically isolated it down to he could only have gone in here. They, right. they don't know he's in there. 
then he has to be in there. They're doing a door-to-door search yeah. of anything that he could be in. Because they said, we're closed. And she's like, we just want to look for this guy. Man, he's not even a killer. Like, they no. think he's a robber. This makes no sense, but go. Well, because they're about to murder him. Yeah, it's really quite scary. All he'd have to do is just really talk to the police and say, I'm not a robber. This night. Where is the stuff? I can tell you about Darcy, Marcy. Been all over this neighborhood for six hours, and I have nothing. His toilet's still overflowing. Yeah. You go check well, on that. He, he went home. He probably stopped it. Probably did. Yeah. The bartender's like, no, I'm not letting you in. Get get out of here. And they're like, we're coming in anyways. And, and Catherine O'Hara even says, no violence. We're just looking for this guy. So June apparently lives... In, in the, the basement. basement. Yeah. It's yeah, it's almost like a uh, an abandoned um subway station or something yeah. weird. So she takes him down there and she's like, I'm gonna have to hide you by I using the power of paper mache. Yeah, what's up with this? How is there two paper mache ladies? I don't know. And Terry Gar, now that I think about it, she had a paperweight. She did, she had the donut paperweight. <laughs> yeah. So she This fucking neighborhood's crazy. Just starts plastering which i find kind of scary i'm like don't do that yeah don't i don't want to be trapped. um so she's doing them up and they come down and they're looking around <sighs> we're we're tired yeah it's, boy it's oh my god it's almost one o'clock one. how did that happen we started recording it's after hours we're an hour and 47 minutes in jesus christ they're looking for him they can't find him because he's in the paper mache and he's like all right now let me out she goes well i gotta finish just really fucking crazy yeah it's creepy and then she leaves it's like a horror movie ending and they could have ended it with him dying in that paper and shit i thought they might have yeah cheech and chong show up coming through a window or a oh, man oh man they're like man, this must this man no nah, shit in here bro i'm i'm telling i'm chong oh man dude there is not anything i can't channel it's one o'clock in the morning hey man i can't I told you this house ain't going to have shit in it, man. Yeah, man, I told you. Yeah, man. Chong's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hard to do the cheech. Yeah, boy, I tell you. And so he's like, well, my statue, I'm going to take it. He goes, this is garbage, man. No, 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 man, this is primo. So they take the statue, <laughs> they stuff it in the van, and there's just enough room to put his sitting stance, paper mache corpse, in this van. But horrifying. And then they just start driving erratically. Uh, enough so that he flies out the back and and, and it shatters. Mm-hmm. And then he pops up into frame. He does. That's a great move. And where is he? Right outside his work. Yes. Yeah. As the gates are opening for the next day to begin. Surprise, it's 8 a.m. So he just goes in and he's all dusty. Covered in, and, covered in plaster dust. And people are looking at him askew like, hmm. Man, he should just be like, fuck it, I made it through the night. I and that's what it is. And he just goes back to his desk. And they start doing the spinning camera, right? Not spinning, but swooping. Yeah. Like showing you the... The end. What you Great movie, man. I was... Yeah, I... I Man. I found it funny. I found it exciting. I found it cool. Yeah, it was a number. I it was it like... At that time? Oh, it was, it, it was brimming with sexuality. Uh, it was unnerving... At times, at times it was wacky and kooky. Um, normally I don't like these tar- sort of movies where everything's going wrong and everything is coincidentally linked somehow. But it wasn't slapsticky stupid. It felt rooted, even if it got a little odd at times. Yeah. It wasn't like, <laughs> well, I think because it was in the hands of, of course, is it? an American auteur. 
Did you notice his cameo? Um, yeah. Is he working the lights? He's or working something? the lights. Yeah. And it's almost like the a SM club. Yeah. And it's almost like a a transition on like laughing or something. Is he wearing like a captain's? Is it like too? zooms in on him or something weird? Yeah. 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 It's like, like, fuck that Scorsese. Yeah. Blackbeard fucking Scorsese, man. 80 Scorsese. Cocaine Scorsese? Big time. We just keep talking about cocaine. And I'm sure there was. Scorsese I'm sure everybody was, was doing cocaine. Big time cocaine, movie. man. I'm, this is probably the tail end of cocaine, actually, because I think in the 70s, nobody thought anything of it. No. Nobody was partying. But by the time the 80s rolled around, people were starting to get worn out. Boy, yeah. I, man. I what a good time. What a great movie. So we're not going to do any ratings. Um, cause there's, you know. Yeah, I guess why, you know, you know, we both say it's good. You should watch this movie. I would strongly recommend this movie. I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, I guess that's it. Okay, check us out. I got a pegan. This is yeah. fucking crazy. He's... Check us out. Instagram. Yeah. We doing filmographies. Uh, Twitter. We... Uh, no, doing... Do filmographies. At do filmographies. Do filmographies. E- Gmail us. We doing filmographies. Rate us. 763-634-1897. Friendship for life. I'm Jules. He's Jason. Peace be with you. We Doing Filmographies is a part of the Now Playing Network. Visit nowplayingnetwork.net to listen to podcasts such as Movie Madness, Chicago film critic Eric Childress's Movie Review Podcast. You want to hear some reviews on some more recent movies? Eric Childress has got you covered. Visit nowplayingnetwork.net 